Okay, uh, ladies and gentlemen, can we uh, can we take our seats and we'll move to the next next part of the agenda, which is a uh, a conversation uh, with Samiramis Palu from Diana Shipping. And first, I would say uh, greetings and welcome to New York and this Capitoling Forum. We're, we're very pleased to have you here. Hi, Ted. It's always great to be in New York. It's such a beautiful city and um, very energetic. I love it. Yeah, Any it, good excuse when uh, Nicholas invites me. Thank you, <laughs> Nicholas. <laughs> it's uh, particularly energetic these days with everything going on, so uh, it's, it's good to be part of the buzz. Anyway, um, let's, let's, let's kind of get started. Um, I, th I thought it would be interesting to hear a little bit about you and, and your background and, and the journey that you've, you've taken to, to come to your, to your current role and a little bit of enlightenment for, uh, for, for the audience. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, please. Um, well, for those of you that don't know, my father is the founder of Diana Shipping Inc., Simon Palios, um, and I took over the position of uh, CEO just under two years ago. I grew up in a very uh, shipping uh, uh, intense uh, family. My father is proud to say that he, he's involved in shipping and his um, predecessors were involved in shipping since the 1900s. Um, so as you can imagine, uh, I have a shipping DNA running in my blood, in my veins. Sometimes I think it's not blood, but it's uh, salt water. <laughs> Um, I knew from a very, very young age that I would follow my father's footsteps. Uh, I remember characteristically one day when I was at school, and I was probably just five or six years old, when uh, the teacher asked me what I wanted to be when I would grow older. And I said to her just very naturally, I want to be a naval architect. And she sort of looked at me and said, a, a five-year-old, six-year-old saying they want to be a naval architect? They usually say they want to be a dancer or a fireman or you know something a bit more... Interesting. Um, so I guess it was predetermined. I did actually study mechanical engineering. I did uh, my uh, first degree at Imperial College in London. And then I did my master's in naval architecture, funnily enough, uh, at UCL again in London. Hmm. Hmm. Um, so I have a strong uh, DNA, shipping DNA. My first... Uh, um, job was with uh, Lloyd's Register, the Classification Society. I joined their trainee ship surveyor program, which was a brilliant uh, program to attract young people into the shipping industry. Uh, I was stationed in Spain for a year and uh, another year in Finland, supervising the um, building of uh, cruise liners in uh, Kverna Massa Yard in Finland in Helsinki. That's what it was called at the time. Uh, during that period, I used to get uh, numerous phone calls from my father asking me when I was planning to return back to Greece. <laughs> he felt insecure that his uh, daughter was uh, flying around either in Spain or in Finland or still in London. So finally, after just over two years with Lloyd's Register, I decided to return back to Greece and I joined my father's company. I started off in the technical department. Um, that was back in 2000. People were getting all excited about the, I can't remember how it was called, they were worried about the digital clock changing. Y2K. Y2K. <laughs> Big fuss about nothing. And um, 
I started moving into various uh, departments slowly, slowly, the crew department, operations department, and basically I made my way up into the business. Um, what, would, what would you say some of the biggest challenges that you faced were as you uh, ro- rose through the ranks? That's a very good question. I think uh, one of the most personal challenges, basically, that I had to try twice as much to prove myself, to make sure that people recognize me, uh, not because I was the daughter of Simon Pallius, but because I was capable, I was knowledgeable, I was committed, and I was committed for the long long run. Mm. But also entering the male-dominated environment back 30 years ago, or maybe less than that, uh, it wasn't easy. I remember a characteristic example. I was in uh, Spain, and I was uh, helping out one of uh, the senior surveyors, a Spanish guy, and a Greek ship had entered the port, and we were supposed to go on board and do, their, uh, do the inspections and uh, check their annual surveys. So I boarded the ship with senior surveyor, I was a junior surveyor, and we had decided that I wasn't going to reveal my identity and nationality as a Greek. So we boarded the ship, he went into the captain's office, introduced himself, he said, uh, hello, I'm here with my colleague, we're going to do your, the annual surveys. And as we sat down, the guy, the captain turned around to his chief mate and said, what is she doing on board? <laughs> so I turned around in a fluent Greek and I said, you know, hello, I'm Semiramis, I'm Greek, I can speak Greek, and uh, I'm here to help the senior surveyor do his job. Which was, I mean, fine. But it, it's a funny story that I like to say once in a while. <laughs> but you know, I've, I, I love the, the industry. I'm passionate about the shipping industry. There's never a dull day, whether it's geopolitical issues, where, where, whether it's financial markets, where it's a, whether it's an issue with one of our crew members on board, uh, whether it's some regulation that just came up, or whether there is uh, something going on in a port. So there's always something, mm. something going on. Mm. Do you want to talk a little bit about your aspirations for the company over the next one to five years? Uh, I want to lead this company. I want the company to be a modern and current company. Mm. And what do I mean by that? I think um, I, we need to embrace digitalization. Uh, we want the company to be at the forefront of green technology. It's very important for us, but obviously very important for us to make sure that we have a strong balance sheet and we're financially sustainable in order to be able to do all these things. And additionally, very important that we have our social responsibility, that we make sure that our people on board and in the office feel empowered and value what they do and understand how I'm pushing the, camp- the company forward into that mm. new era and new direction. Mm. But having said that, I think, you know, I'm very, very excited that I'm leading the company through these rapidly, radically changing times in the shipping industry. You know, it, you're talking about something new, something that will change over the next 10, 20 years for the shipping industry, and I, I'm really challenged to be part of this part of this change. I mean, we've been hearing a lot about decarbonization and, and, and that that is a, the, the main theme driving the industry in many ways today forward as a necessity, uh, as part of a, a global effort uh, to, 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 to get this planet into better shape. 
Um, and, and so ESG is very much on the forefront of people's minds. Um, but you mentioned the social, and I'm also going to touch on the G. How, how, do you, how do you keep focus on the S and the G with so much focus on, on the E? Because I think those are equally important mm -hmm. and, and maybe on the governance side, maybe even the most important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think you're spot on. I, everyone's talking about decarbonizing the industry and bringing in new fuel. Um, I want to talk about moving our industry into a more sustainable maritime industry. For me, that's what if, what's important. Don't get me wrong. It's not that the environment, the, um, the uh, decarbonization is not important. It's very important. But equally important is making sure that uh, we have a maritime industry which is inclusive, it is fair, it is just, it makes sure that uh, the manpower has the knowledge and the mindset to bring on this change that is going to come about, and also which is the S part of the ESG, but equally important is making sure that we have the policies, the procedures, the best behaviors, the um, risk assessments, the transparency that we just heard previously, mm. they're equally important in order to be able to have the, the, the company prepared to receive the technological changes that are coming. Mm. So for me, ESG is a framework that assists the companies to move forward. I see ESG as a big puzzle and the Maritimes, you know, a big puzzle where you have the E, the S, and the G. And we need to work simultaneously on all three topics. And then suddenly, as the, as the pieces fall into place, you'll have the, maritime, the sustainable maritime industry. So for me, um, I hear people thinking that ESG is a tick-the-box procedure or a burden in some cases. Well, for me, it's not. It's a tool to move forward. Opportunity. It's an opportunity. Mm. No, I like to go to bed at night and feel that I've done something for the planet, something for my children and their kids, you know, making sure that I can do the most so that they have a better planet, a healthier planet, and a better society to live in. Mm. I mean, is that too much to ask? Don't know. Like good ambition. <laughs> Good ambition. So, Samaras, you are you're quite involved in a number of outside organizations like Hilmepa, Intermepa, uh, Global Maritime Forum. Obviously, high focus on, on sustainability, decarbonization, uh, the environment. Uh, can you talk a little bit about the, the roles you play there and, and, and the focus and, and, and how is that kind of, you know, contributing to, to mm -hmm. you know, your, your, your mindset in approaching uh, the job at uh, Diana? Mm -hmm. Well, Helmepa is the Hellenic Marine Environment Protection Association. It was founded 40 years ago by a very uh, prominent, forward-looking, and visionary Greek sh ship owner, George Livanos. And uh, he actually joined the Union of Greek Ship Owners and the Union of Seafarers, two unions that don't always see eye to eye to work voluntarily to protect the seas, hmm. to reduce emissions and uh, pollution from the, uh, from the seas, and also to work with society, children uh, in schools, to cultivate what today we think is obvious, but 40 years ago it wasn't, uh, awareness about the environment. Hmm. Um, so 40 years on, I think we're at a similar crossroad. I'm the chairperson of Helmepa. 
We're at a similar crossroad, but this time we're not just talking about environmental awareness, but I think we're talking about sustainable development goals awareness. What is it, and how do we implement these principles? Uh, and this is what we're doing as Helmepa. We're providing the toolkit for people to understand and to implement these changes. And it's very rewarding when you see people acting as agents of change at a time when change is so important. So that's HELMEPA. InterMEPA is sort of the international body that encompass, encompasses uh, other, inter, other MEPAs that were formed in various countries, such as NAMEPA, which is in uh, North America. You probably know of that. Uh, in Cyprus, CIMEPA, Turkey, TurkMEPA, hmm. and most recently, FILMEPA from the Philippines. And we have a couple of others. So we get together and exchange information, data, uh, best practices, and try and uh, move forward in a more global way. Mm. Now, Global Maritime Forum is uh, something I've just recently joined on the board of directors. Um, it's a group of uh, people from the entire supply chain that get together, so uh, port authorities, ship owners, ship managers, charterers, uh, governments, regulators, uh, fuel producers, uh, engine manufacturers, shipyards, classification societies, BNI clubs, um, uh, fin fina the finance side. I'm sure I'm forgetting others as well. But well, you named a few. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's a group of people that are willing to make the change, and they sit down and discuss about the future of the shipping of the shipping industry and how they can. Uh, embrace the human element of that to make sure that they will be there to bring these changes along. But because let's not forget the human element is very important to make these changes. Um, it's built on the principle of collaboration and the feeling and the knowledge that when you work together with people, you can get much further ahead than working by yourself. And it's surprising how much progress. Global Maritime Forum has done within this limited time it's been uh, around. They've uh, created the um, Poseidon principles, the new, uh, the um, All on Board Alliance, the Getting to Zero Coalition, um, the uh, Neptune Declaration, that's the one I was looking for. Uh, and these are all initiatives uh, that Global Maritime uh, Forum has brought forward. I think we certainly heard on several of the panels earlier today the importance of collaboration across, across the supply chain uh, as being critically important to getting, to getting ultimately to the solution. Correct. It's not on any one uh, uh, sector or industry or, or stakeholder. Uh, so I think it's a... It's very difficult to do anything. Uh, the risk is huge. And unless you can share the risk with the, the entire supply chain, mm. it's very difficult to make the first move. Mm. So I'm going to go back uh, for a minute to one of your comments earlier about um, when I asked you about the aspirations. You talked about the financial position of the company, and and uh, somebody said earlier you, you need green to go green or, or something to that effect. Could could you talk a little bit more about how you're thinking about you know the company going forward from a financial perspective? Well. Um, we have a, a strategy which is uh, uh, 
um, I, I have my team over there. <laughs> they love doing these and talking about it. So, um, we are a conservative company. We try to be um, uh, not to uh, our chartering strategy is always a long term. We try to hedge our strategy, um, and we make sure that our balance sheet is always strong in order to be able to do things mm. and expand. Mm. It's certainly been our experience over yes. quite a long period of time. Yeah, interesting. Okay, let me. Uh, How are we doing? We have another another couple of minutes. Um, Maybe I would like to talk about the legacy. Please. I feel um, like I, have, I feel sometimes that I have a strong duty to uh, protect and endorse the legacy of the company. Mm. The company has a strong name, and so does my father. Uh, but at the same time, I feel that I need to make the changes uh, in order to move forward. So it's always a, a fine line between making changes and staying in the past. Uh, but the biggest challenge for me is making sure that I take my people with me, mm. the people on board and ashore, that will support these changes going forward. I mean, these are, I think, from an historical perspective and in, in, in what I think many people think of the Greek shipping industry is very traditional. Mm -hmm. uh, I can imagine some of this, this, this can be challenging for an organization. Uh, to, 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 to move into this kind of period of pretty dramatic change. Um, how do you tackle that? Yes, it, it has to do really with uh, the um, father figures that are leading a number of Greek shipping companies. Mm. Uh, they are very reluctant to let control and let uh, the younger generation to lead. I think I'm very privileged that uh, I've uh, been able to prove myself over the years I've uh, got a father who's stepped aside. He remains as a chairperson, chairman of the company, mm. but still has uh, endorsed the changes I want to bring about and understands the need to remain current and progress. He's also, don't forget, he has a technical background, so he uh, aspires to a lot of the changes that are coming about. Mm. But it's your responsibility to bring the organization with you. It is. It's a huge <laughs> responsibility. We have a very nice saying in Greece, uh, which says, "O kalos kapetanios sti fortuna fenete," which translates that a good uh, sea captain uh, proves his capabilities in a storm. Mm -hmm. So I'm. Uh, I think Excellent. we're entering the storm period with all these changes, as I mentioned. Mm. Uh, and uh, maybe in ten years, you'll invite me again, and we can see how I did. <laughs> maybe sooner than that. <laughs> maybe sooner. But uh, I feel I feel confident we're on the right track. Okay. Thank you. I think we will uh, wrap it up there. And thank you so much for your time and your presence. Thank you, Kevin. <laughs>